Social Zoom Factor, Episode 51. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Hope this podcast finds you just absolutely Zooming your life and business this week. And sometimes you just need to get honest with yourself and say, am I doing a good job? Am I not? Am I doing the things in my business that make a difference? And you need to just roll up your sleeves and focus. That's my tip for you today is just focus on the things that matter. And if you're too far down in the bits and the bites of social media and the tools and the technology, I encourage you to really take a step back and focus a bit on the art of connecting with your customer and the art of how can you inspire them? How can you help them? And that's exactly what the root of our conversation is going to be about today. So today we are going to talk about 25 ways and content marketing ideas for you to connect with your target audience and with your customer. So these are ideas for people who don't like to write or who may just be struggling with finding those right content ideas, the right messages, the right things to write about, blog about, podcast about, video about, whatever you may be doing. And I encourage you to check out episode 50, where I put content marketing in a nutshell for you. And it's a shorter podcast, but it will give you a good overview of what content marketing is and some of the key foundational things you need to be doing for success in content marketing. And I also encourage you to check out episode seven, which talks about how to develop a content marketing framework, strategy, and plan, as well as episode 30 that talks about how to leverage content you have already created to maximize the ROI on those investments you've already made. But today we're going to talk about inspiration and how do you get inspiration for what to actually write about, to to create content around. And even though content ideas may not come so easy for you, the truth is that inspiration can be found within some of the most simple parts of your business and your life. And so when people read your content or have a conversation with you, it is likely going to inspire one of the following emotions or actions that I'm going to talk about. Number one, it could inspire them to know you more. So that's a goal. We want to inspire our audiences to know us more. We want them to double click on our content. If they see a tweet from us out on Twitter or on Facebook or on LinkedIn, on Instagram, you know, wherever they're seeing content, we want them to click that link. We want them to click on our bio to learn more about us. We want them to come visit our blog and our website. We don't want them to just stay 
in this social network that we do not own, okay? Because you do not own Facebook. And so if you are putting all of your social business eggs in one basket, as in Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, you don't own that basket, my friend. And Mark Zuckerberg could change your basket overnight. And if you've put all your effort into that basket, you are going to be in a world of trouble. So you need to make sure that you are inspiring your audiences to know you more, to bring them back to your home base that you own and where you are fostering community. The number two emotion that we could be inspiring is they like what they see, but they decide to put us on the back shelf. And so they think I quote unquote might come back to this site at some point to learn more. For me, these are things like the bookmark folders that I have that are unending or the read later category I have on my MacBook Air Safari. I would say maybe 20% of those ever actually get read later. Number three emotion is you struck no emotion. So you neither inspired them nor upset them. And if your content crosses their path again, they may or may not remember you. TBD, to be determined. And the fourth emotion is you turn them off. So you have turned off this person, meaning it is highly unlikely they will ever be back or strike up a conversation with you or your brand again. Number five is you rub them real wrong. And this could be a million different things, but bottom line, they don't like what they saw, read, or chatted with you about. And it could be a conflict of morals or beliefs. And could be you came across as too salesy, false, a know-it-all, or that your content isn't backed up or trusted. Now, the difference between number four and number five is that with number five, if you rub them too wrong, they could actually go tell their friends about you. You know, don't check out this blog. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Or, you know, he's inflated the truth. Or they may even write a blog post about how terrible your content was. This type of thing happens. So obviously, the type of emotion we want to inspire, we want our audience to know us more. We want them to do the double click. We want them to know that we are humans. We want to connect with them as humans and treat them as humans. And we want to avoid number four and five, which is turning off people and pushing them away from us. So one of the very first things we must do when creating content is to know our audience and to set clear objectives. So know who are you writing for? What are their needs? What are their pain points? How are you going to help them solve their problems and minimize their pain points? And why are you writing for them? What is in it for them? Why should they give a rip that you and your brand exist? Why should they care that your content exists, that your blog exists, that your podcast exists? Give them a reason to care. And make sure that you have clear business goals and objectives. And if you don't have a plan and a strategy with prioritized tactics that support and align to your business goals, then content marketing is honestly all for nothing. You are better slowing down to speed up and developing your plan, getting to know your audience and taking the time to do those things versus creating a mass amount of content and throwing it out there like spaghetti stuck on a wall and hoping some sorry soul is going to come along and lick it up for you, you know, and fall into your conversion funnel that's probably messy at best. So you need to get your stuff organized. You need to organize your content. And I encourage you to check out the resources I've mentioned so you can get your arms around your content marketing and really start to see a return on your investment once and for all. So let's talk about some things that 
hopefully will inspire you to create good content. And so these are some different categories that you may or may not have thought of. But a lot of times when people think about content marketing and how am I going to create content, they just want to hit their head on the wall or the desk. You know, they just say, oh my gosh, Pam, I don't know where to start. So that's the purpose of this podcast today is I'm going to give you 25 ideas at minimum that you can leverage to start creating content. Okay, drum roll, please. Number one is news. And this is one of the easiest sources to find content for. And the trick here is that you need to make sure you are adding your own opinion. You want to have your own interpretation on thoughts and how it impacts your industry or niche. Don't only cover news that you agree with. Be open to covering some opinions that maybe even conflict with your opinion and ask people, what do you think? People love to debate things. And particularly if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook and even LinkedIn, throw something out there and say, you know, what do you think of this? I'm not too sure about this latest news. You know, let's, let's have a conversation about that. So the more that you can invite conversation and share your own interpretation and thoughts on how you think it impacts your industry or your niche, the better off you're going to be. If you only blast out the same links to the same articles that everybody in your industry is doing, you are not going to stand above the crowd. So make sure that you are saying something unique that is going to make people think. And that's always one of my top goals when I share content. I always want to inspire. I want to engage. I want to inform. And I love to make people think. Number two is you must know your audience needs. So what is the information that your audience needs? And make a simple list of the type of information that they need and write about it. Okay. What are the things that they need from you? And what is the information that they're just looking for? And this here isn't necessarily problems. It's just, what do they need? What type of content can help them in their business? Write about it. Number three is frequently asked questions. And what are the top questions your audience has? These can be simple or these can be complex. You can write one blog post or oftentimes an entire series of posts or podcasts on just one of these questions. And if you don't know the questions your audience has, then you don't know your audience, period. If you don't know your audience, talk to them, ask them. If you don't know what questions they have, ask them. It will be the best time that you can spend investing in your marketing, your content marketing strategies and plans. Number four is solve problems. What are the top problems or pain points that your audience has? And simply, you just need to provide answers and solutions to these problems. Don't overcomplicate it. What are they looking to solve? And how can you and your business solve them? Now, this does not mean that you are always selling to them. You're not writing 100 blog posts saying, my service can solve your problem, so click here. Or my worksheet or my template will solve your problem, but I'm not going to tell you anything about it in any other content. I just want you to give me your email or give me 20 bucks and then I'll share it with you. No, actually solve their problems. Provide them content that will solve their problems. And the more that you can help them, even if that content is free for your audience, the more you can help them solve problems, the more you are going to establish trust and authority and the more they are going to come to you when they do want to make a decision to buy something. Who do you think they're going to think of? They're going to think of you and your brand because you have already earned their trust and authority and you have already helped them solve problems. 
Number five is tips and how-to lists. These work great. And people love to read content in easily consumable and shareable bits and bytes. And this is why the tips work. Think about this podcast. Why do you think I'm giving you 25 inspirational tips for you to create content because you like to hear a list. People like to cross things off a list. Now you need to be careful that this doesn't become random acts of marketing. That's not what I'm saying because random acts of marketing will eat every last morsel of your ROI before you wake up for breakfast to find the coffee. And there are some bloggers who complain about other bloggers who write lists. And what I say is who cares? There's only one way to do social media, to do blogging, to do content marketing, and that is the way that works for you and your business. I write lists, blog posts all the time. And I'll tell you, they are some of my most successful posts. My audience likes them, they share them, and they thank me for them consistently. And they come back for more over and over again. So why would I listen to some of these bloggers who don't have a clue about my objectives or the objectives of my audience? I don't listen or care what others say about what I should do on my blog and either should you. So even if other people tell you don't write list posts or don't talk about the news, don't listen to it. Know your audience and set your own goals and your own plan. Number six, talk about your lessons learned. And I don't care if you've only been in business for 30 days. That's 30 days longer than some of your readers and other people who are just now getting started today. They can learn from you. Share your best tips. Share your best strategies. Share your best stuff. How can you help them avoid the same mistakes that you made? People love this type of content. And the thing is, when you take people along for your journey, just when you're starting out, then as you start to achieve success, they feel like they are part of what you've built because they truly help build you. So then when you start to see success, they celebrate with you. And then you're not bragging to them. You're bringing them along for the ride from day one. Number seven, share your journey of building your business and share both the good and the bad. And if you share your real self, the fact that you are human, the fact that you make mistakes, that you try things that sometimes don't work, people will be better able to connect with you. And when you do this, you invite them into your community in a more intimate way. And they become invested in you and your brand. Number eight is write brand stories. Share stories of your experiences in both business and life. The art of storytelling is one of the greatest skills that you can learn as a content marketer. If you can learn to share stories that guide people through a scenario that they can picture in their head, that they can relate to, they will oftentimes become very loyal followers, friends, and brand advocates for you and the people within your community. Storytelling is one of the most amazing things that you can do. And if you really start to put, you know, pen to paper and you think about some of the stories you can share, it's not that hard. And if you need to get a consultant or an agency to help you get started with some of these things, reach out to us and we're happy to help you get started and put a strategy and roadmap together for how you can better leverage content marketing to get 
connected with your audience in a more intimate way. Number nine is expert interviews. So you can interview industry experts, thought leaders, and influencers within your industry that your audience would like to hear from. Remember to keep it simple and ask them just a few questions. Then you can write up a blog post or you could even do a video summary talking about that interview and the lessons that you learned. Podcasting opens up a whole new world too for interviewing. And you will see us over the next few weeks start to bring in some amazing guests that we will be interviewing as well. So expert interviews are great and they also enable you to tap into the power of other people's communities. So it's the OPC, you know me, not to be confused with OPP. I encourage you to check out episode 44, which talks specifically about how to tap into the power of the OPC, which is other people's content and other people's communities. All right, number 10 is video blogging. And some people will refer to this as vlogging. And if you can't stand the thought of writing a blog post, then start out with videos or podcasts. So you don't have to have an expensive camera. You can start with a webcam and a good mic. The days of expensive, overpriced video that every word is scripted and corporate talk are over and done. Focus on being real and connecting with your audience in a real authentic and human way. They will absolutely love you for it. Number 11 is podcasting, similar to video blogging, but this only includes voice. And this is what you are listening to right now. You are on the Social Zoom Factor podcast in case you left planet Earth for a minute and you forgot that. Podcasting is amazing. And what I love about podcasting is it enables me to connect with my audience in a way that I can't do with other mediums. And it enables me to share more content and scale the type of content that I am providing, the quality and the quantity, because I can do it so much faster. So it's it enables us to accelerate to turbo mode, both quality and quantity. And our audience has just been eating it up. And I am so excited about where this is going. It's something we have been working on for a while. We wanted to get into podcasting and we said, you know what, we're finally, we're just going to do it. So if you have been thinking about doing podcasting, I really encourage you to check it out. Number 12 is photos. So if you attend an event, if you upgrade your office, if you visit a client or if you have visiting partners or clients or simply have a fun office party, whatever you're doing, take photos. Upload those photos to Instagram, to Pinterest, to Flickr, uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, and talk about them on your blog. Tell stories. I like to filter photos in over a course of a few days, weeks, or even months. And photos can be leveraged for the long term. And there are many reports from Facebook and other platforms that photos are still the top viewed content. So for example, I spend a lot of time traveling and I've been doing quite a bit of international travel for public speaking and teaching workshops and trainings with our clients, that type of thing. And this year alone, I was in Barcelona, Spain. I was in Poland, Sopat, Poland, absolutely gorgeous country. I'm also headed to Athens, Greece next month to speak with an amazing group of C-level executives. So what I do when I travel is I share travel photos. So it enables me to connect with people all over the globe. So I post them to Instagram. 
Instagram, and then I share them to Twitter, share them to Facebook. People love seeing those stories. And then I'm able to utilize that content over weeks and months. You can share those moments. And as you are bringing people into your brand and they are investing in your brand, photos is a great way for them to connect with you through those moments. Number 13 is inspirational nuggets. So what inspires you? What inspires your clients? What inspires your readers? Quotes, as an example, are an easy way to share your personal beliefs, your motivation, and inspiration. Quotes are also one of the top retweeted content on Twitter. So make sure you add the hashtag quote or quotes to the end of your tweet if interested. Now, quotes are another one of those things that some bossy tweeters out there may tell you not to use quotes, that it's lame. Ignore them because I'll tell you, quotes are one of the first ways that I built my community online on Twitter. And I have over 200,000 people that follow me on Twitter now. I think I'm up to about 220,000. And sharing quotes of things that I connected with, authors that I connected with, my beliefs, and things that inspired me, enabled me to connect with so many people. I could just, I could do three podcasts just talking about that. I have received clients from quotes. So ignore the haters and do what works for you and your brand. Now, I will tell you just my personal opinion. I don't think it's right for people to tweet quotes 24 hours a day that are automated. And there are some people that will do that. It works for them. And remember what I said earlier, there's only one way to do social. And that's the way that works for you, your business and your audience. So that works for them. That's fine. But it doesn't work for me. And I don't think that anybody should be tweeting quotes 24 hours a day just to get tweets and retweets and that type of thing. I know personally, I don't want to build my brand around quotes. I would rather be building my brand around content that helps people solve problems. I think when you tweet things like quotes 24 hours a day, you're truly just taking the easy way out. And I think long term, it's not building a business and a community that's going to sustain your business and your life. So anyway, that's my two cents on there. I'm off my soapbox now. The key is just make sure you are are putting out little inspirational nuggets now and then that are going to help your audience be inspired and connect with you and see you as a source of inspiration. Number 14 is people who inspire, educate, and influence you. So who influences and educates you? Who inspires you to keep doing what you're doing? Why not write a blog post about them? Do a quick interview via email or phone. It is a great way to say thank you to that person who inspires you, as well as be a blessing to your readers as they can now learn and benefit from your network. So ask somebody on a podcast, ask somebody to come join a Google Hangout, Ask them to provide a little blurb for your blog post, but make sure that you're fostering relationships with those people first. You know, don't always just reach out to them blindly and say, hey, can you do this for me? Spend a few weeks getting to know that person, sharing their content. So at least when you are sending them a tweet or you're sending them a direct message or you're sending them an email or their contact form, reaching out to them to ask them to provide you content and time, just respect their time. And you want your face to be memorable to them. They want to have at least seen you engaging with them within their network. Trust me, this will go a long way if you take the time to do that. Number 15 is crowdsource answers to your questions. And people love to hear the perspective of others. So ask your network a question and have them answer via email. Then keep their answers short and focused. Give them specific criteria, word count, and purpose of what this blog post is going to be. Be sure to include a specific deadline and when the content is due. 
And once you have all the input compiled, simply combine it into one blog post, add a small profile picture for each one of the people who contributed, and include links to their blog, their Twitter profiles, that type of thing. And I'm working on several of these right now, soon to be launched, and it's a win-win for everybody. So you basically tap into the power of your network, the OPC, baby, and you are crowdsourcing content. So you can have one blog post that says, you know what, 10, these 10 people thought about this topic that can help you. And I love to read blog posts that provide me perspective from other people. Number 16 is guest blogging. So invite some of your favorite bloggers or industry thought leaders to guest blog on your blog. Don't just let anyone blog so you have content. You need to be very careful here. But focus on finding people who know their stuff and who your audience can relate to. This is huge. This again is the OPC, baby. So you can tap into other people's content and other people's community. And for the person providing you content, it's a benefit for them because they can get their content seen on other platforms and for other communities. Now, for you to be able to do this, you're probably going to have to have a platform that people are going to want to be part of. I always say it's building that social train that people want to get on. So you may not be able initially to get people to guest blog on your blog unless you're recruiting some beginners who are new at this too and they really don't have a following, which could be a good strategy. You can all work together to help each other. Now, in terms of guest blogging, on other sites, that's a whole other topic. That's what we call syndication, where you can then guest blog on other people's blogs, which is going to help you expand the reach of your content. And that's, again, OPC, baby. So number 17, product reviews. This is pretty straightforward. Identify a top list of products, maybe tools and technology that are relevant to your audience. And then write a simple blog post about the product. Share the features, the benefits, review of how it works, how it compares to competitive products, if you know, and what your personal opinions are. And don't forget the personal opinions. You can't just make it, you know, the same thing I can get on every single review site that's out there. Add a little bit of personal flavor. And if you're comfortable with video, video works really well for this too. So you could write a blog post and then you could add a little video review. I love watching video review of products. And a lot of times when I go to look for a specific product or tool, YouTube is one of the first places I personally go to do that. Number 18, write a series of blog posts. And I'm a huge believer in creating an editorial calendar that is dynamic. So it's impossible for me to stick 100% to a calendar. And you can actually download the calendar I use and that we use with our clients by going to socialzoomfactor.com slash calendar. That template provides you with a resource that you can organize your content. It'll help you set monthly and weekly themes, identify what audience it's for, what other resources you're going to link to, and the list goes on. It's a great resource. But writing a series of blog posts is going to help you center your content around what I call content buckets, of which include specific topics and subtopics. And you end up putting those into one series and people eat these up. They love them. Then you can add a video, you can add a white paper, uh, you could add podcasting and incorporate it. This is what we call integrated marketing, my friend, where everything starts to work together. You can add an email opt-in from your marketing email marketing program and start to grow your list 
exponentially. And you can look at some of the work that we have done. We have different series we have done. We have the Get a Grip series. We have the Talk Human to Me. You can go to socialzoomfactor.com slash talk human to me. And these are specific series of content that we have put together over the past couple years. And I also talk about a case study where I created one presentation that I presented in 2012. And it was 34 social media truths in a nutshell. And then I created those 34 social media truths. And over the course of two years, I wrote blog posts on every single one of those. And that one presentation became a foundation for a lot of the content that we have created since that time. And I talk about that in some of the podcasts, including the one I mentioned earlier, episode 30, about leveraging what you got. But the more that you can make your content integrated, the more sticky it's going to be. And people are going to not only read one blog post or listen to one podcast or watch one video, they're going to want to stick around and listen and watch and read more of the good stuff that you're putting out. Number 19 is marketing and business tools. Do you have a favorite spreadsheet, maybe a Photoshop template or other framework your audience could leverage? Make it available and have people opt into your email list to receive it. You can then nurture that relationship and provide valuable content over time that will hopefully inspire them to do that double click on you and your brand. And this works like a charm. Number 20 is review of statistics and data. Are you a data junkie? If yes, these are perfect blog posts for you. Do a quick analysis of a part of your business or marketing. Summarize your findings, your learnings, and your action. People love to see real data, and it will prove that you know your stuff and enable you to be humble, to share good content, and inspire your audience to do the same. So you could share some lessons learned about writing content for your audience and share some insights into what your Google Analytics look like or share, you know, what your Facebook insights are doing and how other people can learn from your experience. The more data that you can show, the more that people are going to trust and believe you. Number 21 is laws and regulations. And are there specific laws and regulations in your industry or niche? You can document briefly reminders of upcoming deadlines with links where they can learn more or simply document best practices and tips to avoid breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law, help them not break the law. Invite an attorney to guest blog for you or do a video interview or podcast and provide even more information. And this is really good for certain industries such as financial, insurance, any type of risk management industry, health industry, and the list goes on. Number 22, start a tweet chat. All right, great way to provide content and also get ideas for content. So I host the Get Real Chat every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We started the community three and a half years ago to get real on social. So it was started because there were a lot of topics that people were having a hard time with. And at the time, it was around authenticity and brand humanization and how to build a personal brand, how to know the difference between authenticity and transparency. And so we put together Get Real Chat with the goal of getting real on these topics and helping people understand how to humanize their brand, how to build their brand to foster relationships. 
and we meet every Tuesday night and there are hundreds of marketers that tweet into that. I get so much out of it every single week. I love our community and the input that they share, the insights that they share. And although I'm there sharing my brain with them for an hour, they share theirs with me too. And it really is just a win-win for everybody in that community. And every week I leave there, I think we all leave there with just tons of ideas for content. And it really helps me um, in tweeting into that tweet chat as well as others that are out there just understanding where people's heads are at and what they're thinking about and what's keeping them up at night. And a lot of times the things that we think everybody understands because we eat, sleep and breathe this stuff, a lot of times our audiences don't. And so it's such a great reality check to get out of our box and say, you know, this isn't the only way to do these things or this isn't how people are understanding it. I love it. Number 23 is how about some theme days or theme weeks? And if you are one who likes structure, then themes could be perfect for you. Try Facebook Fridays, Wacky Wednesdays, or Twitter Tuesdays. A while back for fun, I started a t-shirt Tuesday on my Facebook page. People liked it and ate that up when we were doing that. Number 24 is start a private Facebook group. And Facebook groups are a great way for you to nurture relationships and provide people a platform to communicate, ask questions, and engage in a more intimate setting. We have a private Facebook group for our Get Real Chat, as well as several other communities that we lead and are a part of. These have been very beneficial to building solid relationships built on trust and also offer much input in regard to content because the conversations are deeper there and ideas are flowing like mad on most days. Number 25, last but not least, is get out of the house. And if all else fails, get your butt off your desk, out of your desk, and enjoy some life. Because working 24-7 is going to do absolutely nothing for your creative juices. And a weekend turning off can be good for your mind, body, and your spirit. Embrace why you started your business or your career in the first place. Your goal should be to work smarter, not harder harder and focus on leveraging content to grow your business in the right way. And if you struggle with this, I've put together a few podcasts that are short and I encourage you to check them out. Episode number six is only nine minutes long and it is unplug to live life zoomed in real time. Really important. And I almost break down in tears uh, telling you some stories in that podcast. Next one is episode 22, your digital lifestyle. Is your social media addiction providing value? And then episode 24 is stop the excuses, fix your mindset, fix your business. And all of those podcasts are really more about your mindset and the health of your mind and where your focus is on building your business and your life, which is so very important for success and for you to be able to meet your goals. But remember, a few best practices before we end, okay? Number one is when you're putting content together, you do not have to write a book, okay? Sometimes less is truly more. Number two, dig deep into your Google Analytics and other metrics. Know your data, know your audience. Number three, use a variety of mediums. Watch the data analytics to know what's working best. Number four, 
don't be afraid to try new things. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Someone won't read it. And number five, don't always go with the flow. Make sure you're providing your own perspective as we talked about. And don't just follow and write the same things that everybody else is writing about. Always provide your own interpretation. Don't go with the flow. Know your audience and write for your audience. Number six is make sure you are integrated because the more you integrate different content topics, mediums, distribution channels, authors, the higher your return on that investment in the content is going to be. Listen to episode 30 that talks about how to leverage what you already have. People always reinvent the wheel with every single blog post. Don't do that. Put your content calendar together, create those content buckets and figure out how you can leverage what you already have. And number seven is just to be you. So there is only one you, so be that person, period. No fake Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, or other social network accounts. Be who you are and people will love you. Humanize your brand and leverage content to connect at a human level with the people in your communities. That is it for today. I hope that this content has helped you. I encourage you to check out the resources that we mentioned. All of the resources mentioned in this podcast will be linked to within the show notes page for this podcast at socialzoomfactor.com. And this is episode 51. Best of luck to you this week. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.